Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. thought this was interesting a little juxtaposition the usa today which is absolutely the paper of record for the half-wit progressive <laughs> i mean people are just anxious to obey and do what their overlords tell them but are not nearly bright enough to understand what they believe or, or why they believe it uh, they had this headline should transgender youths have access to gender affirming care why bans are cruel and dangerous According to experts who are not experts, they're activists. Gender affirming care. Look, as a, a non moron, I recognize when people are manipulating language, cut it out. Gender affirming care. You've begged the question. You've said the answer to the. Never mind. It's just unbelievable. Never. Unbelievable. Um,. So, uh, meanwhile, the New York Times, which is no conservative outlet, in a brief, I'm sure, spasm of honesty, had this uh, article written by a couple of gals, Megan Toohey and Christian Jewett. Property, blo- I'm property. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Concentrate, Joe. Puberty blockers can help transgender youth. Is there a cost? Oh, my God. Well, and they Is there a cost around. to puberty blockers? 
Subtitle is Puberty Blockers Can Ease Transgender Youth's Anguish and Buy Time to Weigh Options. But concerns are growing about long-term physical effects and other consequences. And then, of course, they go into the 13-year-old boy who thinks she's a girl or a girl who thinks she's a boy, etc. An 11-year-old in New York. You know what? A couple of these, I think, are worth mentioning. Um... 11-year-old Emma had identified as a girl since toddlerhood. Now is she worried about male puberty starting? A Phoenix pediatrician advised, take a drug to stop it. Here's a 13-year-old feeling increasingly uncomfortable with her maturing body and beginning to believe she was a boy. Boy, she's the first adolescent girl to ever be uncomfortable with her maturing body. An 11-year-old in New York with deepening depression expressed a desire to no longer be a girl. A therapist told the family the drug was the preteen's best option. Local uh, doctor agreed. Oh, my God. They give more examples. Wow. As the number of adolescents who identify as transgender grows, drugs known as puberty blockers become the first line of intervention for the youngest ones seeking medical treatment. Their use is typically framed as safe and reversible. A way to buy time to weigh a medical transition and avoid the anguish of growing into a body that feels wrong. Can you imagine Trans- if you uh, and your uh, spouse didn't agree on this? Ooh. Man, you talk oh, yeah. about a point of difficulty. Well, they go ahead and uh, fly to California and have uh, the the terrible, horrible, uh, you know, desecration of the body performed in California in some cases. Um, I was looking for an email. There it is. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, so, uh, again, their use is typically framed as safe, but um, uh, there is increasingly concern. Transgender adolescents suffer disproportionately higher rates of depression and other mental health issues. Studies show the drugs have eased some patients' gender dysphoria, a distress over the mismatch of their birth sex and gender identity. And they mentioned, yeah, the anxiety uh, goes away, says this one doctor who pioneered the use of puberty blockers for trans youth. You can see these kids being so relieved. But as an increasing number of adolescents identify as transgender in the U.S., an estimated 300,000 aged 13 to 17, an untold number who are younger, um, concerns are growing among some medical professionals about the consequences of the drugs. Um, it's about three decades ago this started, um, but now they get into the potential harms, and there are many. The drugs suppress estrogen and testosterone, hormones that help develop the reproductive system, but also affect the bones, the brain, and other parts of the body. Serious loss of bone des- density later in life, uh, particularly among kids who might not have as dense bones anyway. So debilitating fractures much earlier than they'd be expected from normal aging. Oh, that's nice. There's going to be a price, says this one doctor who leads a bone research lab at the Mayo Clinic, and the price is probably going to be some deficit in skeletal mass. Uh, most Many physicians in the U.S. are prescribing blockers uh, at the first stage of puberty, as early as age 8, and allowing them to progress to sex hormones as soon as 12 or 13. But that could face life-altering choices, other doctors warn, before patients know who they really are. Puberty can help clarify gender, the doctors say, for some re- adolescents reinforcing their sex at birth, etc. The point of this, and New England's National Health Service is really doing great work on this, most gender dysphoria is a phase. It's something kids go through because they're uncomfortable with their maturing bodies or they've been indoctrinated to believe that if they're a butch chick or an effeminate dude, they're probably transgender, but it works itself out. 
On this doctor's recommendation, England's National Health Service last month proposed restricting use of the drugs for trans youths to research settings. Sweden and Finland have also placed serious limits on treatment, concerned not just with the risk of blockers, but the steep rise in young patients, the psychiatric issues that many exhibit, and the extent to which their mental health should be assessed before treatment. I want to draw your attention to that sentence. The New York Times is saying, wow, this is interesting. Sweden and Finland think that there should be a mental health evaluation before these kids are given these body-altering drugs. Can you imagine suggesting otherwise? No. No. Just crazy. Like I said last week, when did we come become uh, further out there than Europe? And so much further out there. Oh, and then they get to the fact that where is this? Um, There allegedly have been uh, studies. The long-awaited research funded by the National Institutes of Health could provide more guidance. Oh, here it is. In 2015, four prominent American gender clinics were awarded $7 million to examine the effects of blockers and hormone treatments on transgender youth. In their study, the researchers the researcher pointed out that the U.S. has produced no data on the impact or safety of blockers, particularly among transgender patients under 12, leaving, quote, a gap in the evidence for this practice. Seven years in, they have yet to report key outcomes of their work, but say the findings are coming soon. Why would highly profitable gender clinics, given a ton of money by the U.S. government, to study the effects of this and whether it's a good idea or not, have postponed the results for years and years and years. Do you have a guess? I do. Yeah, that's that's rough. That is it's really unbelievable. rough. And it's hit like a craze. I mean, this whole, uh, if you're an effeminate guy, you're probably a girl, and you should probably take drugs, because when you hit puberty, it's going to be utterly clear that you're a guy, and this fantasy will go away, that you're a girl. And so let's hit you with powerful, powerful drugs. It's, it's, it's like K-pop. It's swept across the landscape, and everybody's like, how is this so popular all of a sudden? It doesn't make sense to me, but a hell of a lot more serious. You know, I I credit the New York Times. I'll give them a little bit of faint praise. They're dipping their toe into the waters of reality on this stuff. And in the circles that New York Times uh, journalists run in, probably takes a fair amount of guts to do that. So thanks at least for that level of honesty. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. What a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this hurts my heart a little bit because as I think back to my childhood, family dinners were, well, number one, they were just assumed to be something that would happen. They were a rock. They were a tradition. They were something we could always count on. Right, yeah. When you brought this up, I was thinking about my life when I was a kid. And up until I got into sports in high school where I'd be away for a wrestling tournament or a golf tournament or something sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't know if we didn't have a family dinner. I mean, it just was it was like, did you get dressed this morning? Did you have yeah. a family dinner? Of course we did. And it might not be seven days a week as you get into sports or whatever, but it was regular. And I just, I have such wonderful memories of my late mom and my dad and my brother and sister and I just laughing and hooting and hollering and talking about our day. And then, and then that continued with my kids. We had so much fun around the family dinner table. It was just wonderful. 
Um, and then I come across uh, this article, article in the Wall Street Journal. For busy families, it opens. Gathering together for dinner can feel like an impossibility. Children could use it now more than ever. The headline, by the way, is family dinners are key to chi- children's health. So why don't we eat together more? Gathering around the dinner table has become harder as family schedules fill up with implications for children and teens. I don't quite understand that. I mean, that, that that's always stated as if it's something that happened to us. Well, exactly. Like every article must, it opens up with an account of one particular uh, family or a mom and her daughter. Uh, Robin Blackburn's teenage daughter uh, has after-school activities that fall over dinner time, making evening meals at home a thing of the past. Their SUV has become their de facto dinner table. Oh, wow. They have dinner in the car four nights a week. Wow. Eating during the hour-long drive home from robotics club meetings. Eating in the car four nights a week. Dinner table events. Maybe you do that. I don't do that, she gets to her daughter's school 15 minutes early to eat her own dinner in the front seat while waiting for the, the kid, who then comes out and eats as they drive home. Uh, they've been eating on the go for years. Their dining table so underused that they got rid of it and turned the family dining room into a lounge. Hmm. And then mom herself says, we wonder why so many kids have anxiety. Well, gee, they have a rigorous academic schedule and after-school activities, and they're eating in the car. Well, that would, you know, that that's one end of it. The other end of it is what you were talking about, just the getting together and, like, decompressing your day with, you know, what'd you do? Here's something funny that happened or strange that happened or scary that happened or hard that happened or whatever as everybody kind of goes through their day. God, how much value is there in that? Well, and the kids, in telling their stories, always express their hopes and their fears, their concerns. Uh, to you, whether spoken or unspoken, in a way that you can help them with. And and you miss that. And then they go into the youth mental health crisis that was building for a decade before the pandemic has worsened it badly over the last two years. 44% of high school students said they felt persistently sad or hopeless in the past year. Uh, and we, we've gone through those statistics, and I don't want to make everybody sad, but it's an absolute tragedy. And again, uh, closing the schools as long as they were in blue states was an absolute unforgivable crime. Having said that, you are not your culture or your town. You're part of it, but you don't have to swim with the current or the tide. Now, I totally get Since birth, I have been an especially independent and stubborn person. Speaking of, you know, family dinners, it was one of the running jokes. I was probably two two years old when I said, Joey, do it Joey's self, when somebody was trying to help me with something. Um, So I realize this comes a little more naturally to me than it does to some people. Uh, But if there's an activity that your kid is into that eliminates family dinners, maybe choose a different activity. Or maybe get together with other parents and over the course of time make it clear to the powers that be or the organizers that be or whatever that, hey, the fact that this makes family dinner impossible is not acceptable. Let's talk about the schedule. Just because some guy scheduled Taekwondo at 6 o'clock and your kid's into Taekwondo, that's not justification for limiting eliminating. I'm a little fired up. Eliminating family dinner. That's not a good enough reason. Be stronger than that. Rank the things in your child's life. Take a moment to contemplate that 
and then fashion their lives and your life among that which is most important, not around some guy scheduled it then. Yeah, that's that thing I try to apply on a regular basis, that whatever you're doing is your priority. And if you look at it that way, it can get a little scary sometimes. Um, Explain that. I love that point. Well, the example you just gave would be a perfect one. If you're doing Taekwondo and it kept you from having family dinner, you have just declared Taekwondo more important than family dinners. Now, maybe you believe that. I doubt you believe that. I certainly don't believe that. But whatever you're doing at the time is your priority. You've just made it your priority. So, right. and, and sometimes it's okay. Like watching a football game, you can't, you know, have nose to the grindstone all the time, but you just have to admit, I have to admit to myself that if I'm, you know, uh, shopping for crap on the internet on my phone, I've decided that's more important than, I don't know, uh, going through the stack of mail or uh, exercising or whatever else I could be doing at the time, hanging yeah. out with my kids. I've just decided for right now, I think it's more important to peruse the Internet than do something with my kids. And Boy, if you that's look at such it that a way, great exercise. It is. It, 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 it's, it's a little sobering a lot of times. And you know I hate sobriety. Um <laughs> You know how many how many guys have we known through our life? Uh, maybe you know them. Maybe uh, maybe you are them uh, who swear up and down that their kids are their sure. highest priority or whatever, and they work ninety hours a week. Sure, exactly. Yeah, what you are doing is your priority. Yeah, without a doubt, and there's no getting around that. Yeah, you know that reminds me about one of my favorite Kurt Vonnegut books, Mother Night. The theme of which is loosely, you are not who you claim to be; you are what you do. You are what your life has caused. Uh, so, so quit deluding yourself. So there's the, uh, don't even want to get off on the angle of the nutrition of it. Clearly, it's less nutritious to be eating in your car four nights a week than, uh, eating at home and we have a giant obesity problem. Uh, I always am, uh, you gotta be a little careful. I need to be a little careful of any time the easier, cheaper way is the decision you make. You need to, you know, might want to look into how much that influenced your decisions. I'm thinking about working for a company one time that I realized over time, every decision they make is coincidentally the cheaper way to do it. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's, you know, just a coincidence. So if it's just a lot easier to go through the drive through than to shop for groceries and make the meal, that's not really a good enough reason for me to decide not to have the family meal well and i don't want to be you know accused of being an alarmist or trying to terrify people but we were just talking about the stupendous number of people the terrible number of people who are dying of fentanyl poisoning fentanyl overdose including a hell of a lot of teenagers beautiful young people just starting their lives dying because they thought they were taking a adderall pill from a pharmacy and it was laced with fentanyl and it kills them Teens who have frequent family dinners have significantly lower rates of drug and alcohol use compared with those who share fewer family meals. Several pivotal studies have found. Yeah, so, that's not the least bit shocking to me. Not less likely to attempt least. suicide, too. Right. I, uh, I, I make that happen a lot of times. My kids groan about turning. Why can't we just eat in front of the TV? And no, no, we're going to turn off the TV. And we're going to come over here and we're all going to sit down at the table and we're going to eat. And it's always great once I can get them over to the table. It's always fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. Strong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know, when uh, I was raising my three kids, who are now uh, young adults, uh, I used the parlance of today's youth, because they are today's youth. And I used to tell them, you got to be willing to suck at something. I said, don't worry about being bad at stuff. And hmm. I'm I'm glad I taught them that. I hope I taught them was, that well enough. What was your intent with that? Uh, don't get discouraged if things are hard at first. Mm. Mm. Don't don't look okay. at other people who are really good at it and think, "Wow, look at me! I'm not very good at it. I'll never be good at it." Um, you weren't so you weren't thinking suck permanently. Okay, that's no. the way I was looking at it. No, don't be afraid. Uh, yeah, to be bad at something at first. That was the ultimate. Okay. You know, lesson. Um, and, and I came across this piece in Axios, which actually kind of distills down several pieces of journalism that I thought was really good. And it made me, because I, I've already believed this, but this really drove it home in a way that I'm going to try to live up to. Um, the headline is, do things you're bad at. And they get into a bunch of different reasons why. They're in, there's incredible merit 
in chasing hobbies you're not very good at. We have all value excellence and success and productivity, but doing hard things sharpens our minds and our bodies, keeps us grounded. Um, and then they, they actually go into, Jack, a, a, an article in the New York Times that you and I talked about a great deal that came out in 2018 that was talking about America's obsession with like being great at your hobby and turning it into a job. Yeah, if you're making money at it, if you're not going to make money at it, what's the point? Which is the, the, not the way hobbies have been looked at throughout history. Yeah, yeah. And they get into, um, it's not only okay, but it's good for us to do things purely for ourselves. Okay. Don't, yeah, I'm, I'm believing, I'm going to believe this at the end, but I'm still not playing golf. I'm just telling everybody that right now. Well, yeah, there are limits. Um, if you, if it's something you're bad at and it fills you with anger and rage <laughs> and it's expensive. And is expensive and time consuming. <laughs> uh, maybe you find something else. Uh, anyway, uh, da, 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 da. so they use uh, running as a case in point, uh, setting modest goals and stuff like that. I found that kind of a, like a detour off the main thread of the thing. Although I, I can attest to that one. Absolutely. I had to fight that all the time because I run slow. And every time I would talk about running a race and somebody'd ask my time, I'd tell it, it'd just be endless mockery. Okay, well, how fast did you run the freaking race? You didn't run it at all. I mean, it was better to be running slowly than not. But I think a lot of people probably don't run because they would be on the slow end. Well, that's yeah. crazy. You know what? You're right. And this uh, journalist actually uh, points out that she set a goal to run at least 10 miles a week. And I'm, she points out, I'm not a naturally gifted athlete. The miles I run are slow and steady, and I'm never going to be a champion runner. But sticking to my goal has vastly improved my mental and physical health. Sure. Um, more importantly, I'm much braver when it comes to challenging myself and trying even more new things. I've found that runners who are a lot fitter and faster than I'll ever be respect me a great deal for even trying. Um, and And that is... One of the main points that I re-dedicated myself to. Um, for, well, first they mentioned that pushing yourself to learn new skills, especially as you get older, is a great way to uh, continue your mental and physical health and push off the risk of dementia. Do something challenging, a puzzle, a game, whatever. If you feel yourself yourself getting frustrated... And this could be a hobby, uh, like I'm terrible at, at the visual arts. And I had an artist the other day, I was in a conversation, practically yell at me, saying, try it, express yourself, don't worry if you're any good. And I and I was thinking, well, that'd be frustrating. And, oh, wait a minute, that's the feeling you're looking for, not at the point that you're helicoptering golf clubs and <laughs> screaming the F word in public. <laughs> But that's the feeling you're looking for, that feeling of, why can't I find this word? Um, Oh, and then this is the point that really got me. Struggling or even failing is one of the most effective ways to overcome fear and boost creativity. That's interesting. I didn't know that. It also, uh, and doing things we're bad at teaches us to stay humble and laugh at ourselves. There was a, a huge study, I remember, and again, it was the New York Times that when they're not being wildly, stupidly biased, does some pretty good journalism. <laughs> and it was a giant study of kids, and they found the number one indicator of success was the kids had tried and failed at something mm. or multiple somethings, and far from discouraging people to ever try again it teaches people that wasn't so bad 
Well, that's interesting. I'd have to think about that in my own life because I've failed at lots of things. <laughs> it's a little counterintuitive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But if you have failed at a number of things, it's probably it probably automatically makes it less intimidating to try something else new because I've tried all kinds of things new and been bad at them. Well, right. You find out it's not a fatal problem. Now, maybe you I'm trying suck. to be four. <laughs> no, that's not where I was going. Uh, maybe it's one of those genetic. Uh, you're you're either naturally a cheery person or you're naturally kind mm. of uh, more negative. Um, maybe you're the sort of person who greets failure with, I'll do something else. You know, I was just thinking, I think, uh, and this is not a positive, one of the reasons I've been willing to try things and fail at them, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. <laughs> so, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. I don't care what you think. Right, right. Well, that's handy in a lot of ways, especially, oh my gosh, one of the side articles that you link to through this article is uh, a discussion of perfectionism, which is something neither you nor I has ever suffered from. No, I I do not struggle with perfectionism. <laughs> but they talk about, I mean, there's some heart-rending stories about people who are just amazing and do amazing things and they end up miserable or committing suicide or whatever because they fell short of their own just crazy idea of how perfect they ought to be. Mm. Um, yeah, and they yeah. they get into some of the, how that's rampant in uh, the Asian world to a large extent. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's kind of an aside. Yeah, um, whenever I hear perfectionism thrown around, it's almost always is a bad thing for people who have it. And uh, I, I've always wished I had a little more of it. I'd like a little of it. Uh, you know, a little more of it would be good for me, but. Yeah, try not to suck cynism or something. That's what that's what I got. I, you know, as long as I rise above, you know, embarrassing, I'm generally fairly happy with it. But um, uh, and they also make the point that being okay with being bad at some things is great for your peace of mind. Says one therapist, when you refuse to do anything you're not great at, what you're telling yourself is that you're only okay if you're perfect. That's going to lead to a lot of pain in life if you enjoy it. Do it. Boy, not Do it to, badly. Not to derail the conversation, or maybe it's a flip side of the same coin. But I d- derail away. I feel like I have more problem with my kids and encouraging them to do things they are good at. Because there are a few things that I seem to have some talent for that I wish I had pursued harder. Uh, because I I have some ability at it, and I and I didn't. Like my my one son's really good at drawing. He just has some natural artistic ability and. I, sh- I have trouble convincing me this, you know, this is something, this is a gift. This is something you should work on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's a tough one. You can encourage, certainly. Uh, you know, I have, you have a, to have a, a passion for something. And if you don't have a passion for it. Yeah, exactly. I have a couple of friends who have sons who are gifted and actually a daughter too, in particular, gifted golfers and, uh, they're college scholarship type players. And, uh, my son, Declan, was an incredibly gifted player. I mean, from the earliest age. But he has no real desire to practice and doesn't particularly like hardcore competition. He'd rather be your friend than mm-hmm. beat you. Um, he's just a very, very gentle spirit. So, you know, I, hmm. yeah, there's that. So, yeah. So I've told the story before. He came to me after a couple of years of high school golf, uh, that he did pretty damn well in. And he said, Dad, I think I just want to play this game for fun. And I said, son, you're no son of mine. Exactly. You're out of the will. And you changed his name. Yeah. <laughs> to Isaac with two S's. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you've been listening this whole hour. Uh, 
<laughs> no, but I, I had to accept the fact that he's very different from me. Mm. I always responded to setbacks with, I'm going to try harder, and I'm going to come back and beat you, and it would consume me. And he's just a very different spirit. Yeah. Um, so you kind of got to let them find their own way. <sighs> it's great to have a passion for something, but you either have it or you don't. You can't create that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you find it. I have a I have a passion for radio and have since I was a teenager. Um, I just do. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't not practice playing the guitar or something if I wanted. It'd make me miserable if I didn't practice. You don't yeah. have to make me practice. I want to practice. But I didn't, like, choose that. I just you have it. You right. If you have a great mentor, maybe they can help you find that within. You know, speaking of music, uh, this is a, lay me down on the therapist couch. You know, um, and, and opinions will differ because taste in music differs, but uh, some of the stuff we did with the Dead Flowers, I'll listen back to it, and I am shocked at how great it is. Not that I was great or the songs I wrote were great, but the playing and the production, and it just sounds so good, and it's discouraged me from doing music because I feel like I don't know if I can ever be that good again. Hmm. Um, and... and uh, and I saw this article, and I thought, you know, the visual arts thing, I may take a hack at it, because I love uh, art, like painting and stuff like that. I love taking throw, it in, but I'm always terrible at it. Throw on the smock, get the beret, stand out there in your backyard, looking at a flower bush. Needless to say, needless to say. Uh, but I need to I need to just make music, because it gives me joy, and not worry if it equals what I've done before. That's irrelevant. So, uh, to the other part about doing something that challenges your brain, so is the what basically happens is the brain say... You know, months, years go by, you're not really challenging, and your brain says, oh, I guess they don't need us anymore. And the brain cells say, head on out. I guess nobody needs us around here anymore. You know, that's an interesting way to phrase it, but yeah, that's clearly true. An interesting, childish, like you're talking to a five-year-old way to phrase it, but yeah. Right. Um, and if you Maybe can, your brain is just a lazy ass, huh? And if you continue to challenge it with new things, it's saying, oh, yeah, I got another job for us, everybody. Gather around. Right? Shut up and up! Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? 
Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm I'm uh, getting ready uh, this morning, and uh, I glance over at the counter where Judy often leaves stuff for me to see um, when she's not around. And there's a, a letter, and it's from a certain rental car company of which I am a uh, like your uh, status member, goes straight to the car, gold premium member, exactly, extra special guy. Uh, and this, uh, there's no need to name this company, but. Uh, you know, if my uh, sister Mavis was going to start Mavis Car Rental, uh, I, I would go with her. So if I punch you in the arm, it doesn't hurts. No. Your sister Mavis. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So uh, we rented a car, a minivan, uh, at SeaTac Airport, Seattle-Tacoma Airport, for my daughter's wedding to shuttle people back and forth. Judy and because and you're a the car. Diamond Circle Premium member. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they they scatter rose petals uh, in the garage for me to walk to the car. <laughs> um, and then there's there's a champagne toast as we open the doors. <laughs> right, right. They sit there's, down. There's a masseuse playing, in the back rubbing my shoulders. Somebody playing the cello for some reason. Oh yes, it's wonderful, wonderful there at Mavis Rent a Car. <laughs> and so, like an hour and a half after we uh, exit the airport. I think a warning light went on or something, and I realize uh, the right rear tire is really low on air, air pressure. And so I thought, huh, hey, that's kind of odd. So I stop at a gas station, I squat down, I pay a buck or whatever it was, I fill it back up again and start monitoring the air pressure. Well, by about two, three hours later, it became clear, no, that tire's losing air. There you go. That's always fun. At this point. It's it's fairly late in the afternoon, and I I know by the rate of air loss I can get it to the airport the next morning to swap it out. So I go back the next morning. I say, hey, this uh, van I picked up yesterday, it's losing air, right rear tire. You need to check it out. They're like, oh, we're very sorry, sir. Let us uh, blah blah blah. Uh, we have another man uh, go to space uh, J three. If you'll give us a moment for they the cellist to, to tune up. Exactly. They had to rescatter the rose petals. Exactly. But they said, yeah, we've got another one for you right there. Thank you very much. And so I jump in it. I say, wow, that's really good service. And so we go on. And uh, I, so we got this letter. Uh, Thank you for renting your vehicle with us at Mavis Car Rental, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, according to the terms of the rental agreement, uh, oh, uh, th- this preliminary letter is to notify you we identified tire damage on the vehicle you checked in. Oh, wow. Oh, somebody identified tire damage. Wow. It was me. According to the terms of the rental agreement, you were responsible for the cost of repair. 
In order to recover the costs associated with this damage, Avis Car Rental will charge the credit or debit card you have on file for the vehicle repair cost is $56.40. And then they tack on a $29 administrative costs fee. $30 for the paperwork. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So F you. F so they're going to charge you. me $85.40 for having been given a car with a leaky tire. The amount will be charged approximately 20 days from the date of this letter. The cost breakdown is as follows, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Mavis Car Rental holds this relationship with our customers in the highest regard. If you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm going to write them back, and I have a couple of different ideas. Number one idea is... Uh, for various reasons, we have kids scattered around the country. Judy and I fly around a fair amount. We rent cars all the time, and we're going to rent a car for a couple weeks. I'll never, I'll never rent an Avis car based on your story you just told. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell them. I, I, I'm going to tell them. I have a car rental coming up. You know, I could open the Mavis Car Rental app and tell you how much I'm paying for this car for a couple weeks, but it's, it's quite a bit. I mean, it's hundreds of dollars. I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cancel my car rental for hundreds of dollars, and I'm never going to use you again. I'm just going to become a diamond-certified cello rose petal member at another company. Right. Thanks. Goodbye. F you. Right. Uh, are rental car, car companies really struggling to make profit? Because I used to back in the day, if I got a rental car, I never looked it over. It was never a thing. I just... but. I got dinged, what, a year or two ago where I didn't look it over and you point out some scratch somewhere and they claim that I did it. So now yeah. I walk around the car and write down all the crap and everything. So are they just like really working to try to make money? I wonder the fact that they will deduct that from my credit card or charge it to 20 days from the date of this letter suggests to me it's like, you know, when they ask you if you want the undercoating at the car dealer and try to convince you it's a great idea. They're, they're waiting to see who resists. They send out a thousand uh, of these letters. Yeah. 650 people say, you mother blankers, I'll never use you again. And they say, oh, no offense attended. We value you as a customer. Don't worry about it. But the 350 you don't, they ding them. Maybe. That's my guess. Now, you know, if I, like, T-boned a fire hydrant because I was drunk or something like that, (laughs) I totally get that. But the idea that an innocent mishap, which I maintain probably happened before I picked up the car. And was a pain in the ass to deal with. So you pick up a car, it's got a little tire, so you got to bring it back and all that sort of stuff. Come on, you you owe me money. I'm tempted, well, exactly. You read my mind. I'm tempted to ask if there are any attorneys out there who just for a chuckle like to write a letter for me, countersuing Avis for the time, trouble, and emotional distress. Emotional this caused distress. me on the weekend of my daughter's wedding. Right. My great uncle my- died in a car wreck because it had low air pressure, and that's all I can think about now. My elderly father had to be picked up at the airport. My daughter's getting married. I was, I was terrified. I was uh, uh, emotionally distressed. It caused me physical pain, loss of consortium. I was on the there way. There was pick- no way I could get an erection with that going on. I was wait on the a way to pick up AIDS medicine and the cancer cure. And well, no, there's no need to make stuff up. You don't know how lawyering works. You just take the mundane and make it sound horrifying. <laughs> Right. And so, yeah, the plus, you know, and make it sound horrifying. It was the tire was low. And now when I think about it, I get heart palpitations and can't do my job. Well, and I had to squat down and it was quite warm and I got sweaty. Uh, and uh, what was the other one? I had another good one. 
Um, oh, you know, I'm not bragging, but I don't make $15 an hour. So if you make me waste an hour of my time, it's going to cost you. There you go. So you biatches owe me $15,000. <laughs> or we can just forget about this. What do you say? Right. Mm, bastards. <laughs> uh have you not been to your own offices there at the airport? There are 15 rental companies that are practically interchangeable. I'm a diamond inner right. circle, gold-plated, rose-petal cello member. <laughs> what are you do? What are you thinking? For eighty-two dollars, eighty-five dollars, you dumb bastards. Armstrong and Getty. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.